0: Hello.
1: I'm Megan.
0: And I'm Phil. Why have you got a squeaky voice?
1: I don't know. I'm bored. Okay. This is Dad's Got a New Girlfriend.
0: And I'm Phil Gator, Dad in Question.
1: Well, we already said that. Oh, did we? I mean, we literally just said hello. I'm oh. Phil and I'm Megan.
0: How many episodes you have do you You do this
1: done? all the time. <laughs> I know. Literally. <laughs> you either, like, you think we would have gotten the intro down by now.
0: I do it. You know why? I do it because I'm a cheeky monkey.
1: That's not true, but I see what you're doing there. No, you're trying like to it. do an a Manchester accent.
0: You know, I'm doing a Manchester accent. So Manchester, they sort like no, that's Liverpool because I am from Manchester.
1: A man from Manchester. A man
0: from Manchester, which
1: you all know because we talk about it. Probably every episode.
0: Well, kind of, but I thought it might be worthwhile exploring some of the things that makes Manchester, Manchester. Which therefore, actually, by the paths we've followed, makes you who you are, too.
1: True.
0: You can't take Manchester out of the boy, etc.
1: I'm a girl.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. So, So this
1: is the Manchester tourism episode. (laughs) On why everyone should visit Manchester.
0: Well, Okay then, let me ask you, what is the number one reason you think, having visited Manchester on a number of occasions, that you would want somebody to go and see Manchester?
1: It is a neat, small city. Small? Yeah, it's. I, I like the size of Manchester, it's very accessible.
0: Yeah, I guess so, it means two million people. Greater Manchester. Greater
1: Manchester, but That's actual city big. is probably only 500,000.
0: Maybe. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a Cleveland or a Kansas City or something like that.
1: I would say. Okay. Anyways, but, it's on. a neat city with rich history, yeah. surrounded by some of the most beautiful countryside I in the world that I've ever seen. Yeah. I would actually say very specific to manchester it's one of those cities where you're in a very urban it's like it goes from urban to rural Quite so quickly, quickly yeah which i really love about it
0: yeah so it's actually in the northwest of england and it is surrounded by hills or small mountains i could you could call them uh, called the pennine hills and you always get a slight glimpse of the pennine hills when you in manchester in fact there's a saying um, which always made used to make me laugh because Manchester's known as the the rainy city because it's always raining up there. and they'd say, if you can see the hills, it's going to rain. If you can't see the hills, it is raining, which is pretty much some sort of Manchester. Yeah.
1: That's so stupid. yeah and it's hilarious.
0: That, it is hilarious, and that that is actually historically why Manchester became such an important hub for the cotton industry. And also the start of the Industrial Revolution. Ooh, Ooh
1: the Industrial
0: Revolution! So
1: there's a mm. lot of idiots that talk like this.
0: Yeah, they do talk like that, you know. Hello, I'm from
1: Manchester.
0: About. Now, the the um because of the damp nature, apparently the processing of cotton was perfect perfect for Manchester. Wow,
1: that's so fascinating, Dad. Can you <laughs> tell me more about the history of Manchester?
0: Yes, quickly potted history. It was the birthplace of what we now know as the Industrial Revolution. Industry started there. Factories started there. The first uh, railway engine was there. The you first just canal. Said bin- that. No, I didn't. I didn't say that.
1: Are you? I know you're getting old, Dad. I
0: didn't say. I didn't say any of that stuff. I just said. Okay,
1: I know. But like other history, like so other
0: history based on building of factories. And the industrialization of simple methods like the spinning jennies and cotton spinning, Manchester was really born. It was a grimy, grubby place to, to be about Still is. 200 years ago. Yeah.
1: Still is. And
0: there are factories there that are 300 years old, which is kind of hard to believe, but there you go.
1: Okay, I well, know you're like loving talking about no, cotton and factories, but no, no. I met like more history about manchester
0: Um, well it is probably well it isn't probably it is the number three in terms of size city in great britain but in terms of importance it's actually the number two city so actually there's a lot about manchester that reminds me of chicago and vice versa
1: because
0: chicago was kind of like a industrial city that's now become a center of commerce in in the country too so, through the war, it was a central place, it got bombed the hell out of it, uh, thanks a lot, Second World War. It's come through and now is like a, quite a metropolitan area. Actually, last time you we went there, I was really amazed at how metropolitan it was. There was all cultures there, kind of vi- vying for sandwiches. So, cool. Yeah.
1: Do you think this episode's interesting?
0: I do, yeah, I like it.
1: Okay, what it's else? My hometown,
0: it's my hometown.
1: Well, what was it like being a high school bo- a high, school a high school lad, school lad in Manchester? Oh, my
0: God. Um, I went to a comprehensive school, which was a new form of high school education that came about, and it allowed for three different streams of education to be in one school. So you had a grammar school education, which was considered the, the kind of highest form of education. Secondary modern, which was like the um, schools for people who didn't pass certain qualifications, and then technical schools, which was where the kind of the workforce came from. And this allowed kids to go through school and be get the opportunity to rise through the various streams. So, didn't really have what you what you think of as a high school. I mean, dances and none of that stuff. None of that. I can't wait to leave. To be quite honest. Well. But they did have one funny thing. Do you know what the name of my principal was?
1: I know what the name. Do you want I'm... me to... What, Dad? <laughs>
0: what is it? What was his name? No kidding. He was called Mr. Eyeball. Spelled... And he
1: was out to get yeah.
0: He was out to get me. Spelt I-B-A-L-L. Mr. Eyeball. So somebody, some wag sent him a card and it said, To Mr. Eyeball from one of your pupils. ha 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 ha.
1: Wasn't Mr. Eyeball, like, out to get you and Paul? He didn't Uh, like
0: you? He was a bully. He would be, I tell you, because I I witnessed him giving the, it wasn't the cane, it was the leather strap. You still got kind of corporal punishment then. You used to have to put, I have got the strap a couple of times as a naughty little boy. I don't know, being cheeky or something. You
1: don't remember what you Um, got it for?
0: Oh, I got one for putting a thumbtack on this girl's chair. So she sat down and pricked her bum. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. So anyway, you used to put you your hands out. You deserve that. Yeah. Well, it was like stupid stuff. You put your hand out and you get a whack from a leather strap, like twice on each hand, and it really hurt. I think I also had the cane once, and that was really bad. That's you get whacked across the bum.
1: But why for that one?
0: Again, I can't remember. You said
1: you witnessed someone else getting. I got. It.
0: I witnessed somebody getting whacked with the leather, the leather strap about ten times, and your hands really sting. Imagine doing that now.
1: Yeah, but it also doesn't sound like that bad, just getting whacked on the hands. No,
0: it hurt. It hurt. I mean, it
1: I'm hurt. not saying you should do it.
0: No, that no.
1: It doesn't sound like the worst thing in the no, world.
0: No, but, you know, pretty much the education system was, I thought it was good. You know, I got all the, all the qualifications I need to go to higher education, which in Britain at the time was very unusual because only, I think it's like 18% of people actually went on to go college or university. So quite different, but uh, Manchester is now famous for music, music
1: which we've talked about a fair amount. We did yeah. try to record a music episode, but it failed. We'll have to try that yeah, again. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, for some reason, Audacity would not allow me to record the music. It oh. kept defaulting to something. So I think it was because it was copyrighted material.
1: But there are a lot of good bands outside of Manchester. Yeah, it's number famous one. for Curry Mile. Oh yeah, which is a road with some of the best Indian food you can find in Manchester. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: It is fantastic. It's a mile of the best Indian and Pakistani food you could eat anywhere. Mm. Amazing, amazing stuff. It's also famous for pies. We've talked about the pies. Why
1: is it? I mean, pies are all over England, (sighs) but what makes it famous in the north of England?
0: I think it's like a handy meal to give workers, because if you think about a pie, you've got like, a crust and a base, and you can contain it with anything you care to put in it.
1: Is that why you think it's famous, or is that true? I
0: I, I suspect it is because of that.
1: Dad, you're all about... You love asking Siri. Ask Siri why pies are famous in England. You
0: mean Alexa?
1: Well, or Siri. You always are whipping out your phone these days. Let me
0: see. Alexa, why are pies famous in England?
1: This might answer your question. A pie is a baked dish which is usually made of a pastry
0: dough casing that contains a filling of various sweet or savoury ingredients. Wow, way too much information.
1: Alexa, that wasn't helpful and you're a dumbass bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not her fault.
1: Yes, her fault.
0: Okay, but no, pies I think were handy ways to travel food around for the workers.
1: They even got a shout out in Sweeney Todd.
0: Oh, they did, yeah, that's right. But, uh, no, I grew up with savoury pies being the number one.
1: That's so interesting. And
0: those uh, steak and kidney pies. And we even went to a, a store, a restaurant called Pie Minister.
1: Well, that's nowadays. You made it sound like back in the day. Oh, did I? Okay. Now, there is a chain in England called Pie Minister. That's not just a Manchester thing. Oh, is it thing. not? Oh, I thought it yeah, was a Manchester Yeah, it's all thing. over.
0: It's really good, though. You know, it's like you pay £10 for a pie and a, and a side and stuff. It's like, meh. Cool places to visit, Affleck's Palace, we've been there a few times.
1: You tell me about Affleck's Palace, because have been going there forever. Yeah,
0: it was there when I was an art student in Manchester, which is a whole whole other genre. No, we used to go there because it was a a hotbed of fashion, high fashion. And me being a high fashion guru, well, low fashion guru, used to find some really cool, cool stuff. And you can still go there and find cool stuff. So, yeah, I like Affleck's Palace. It's on about five floors with weird restaurants and really, really weird clothing. So
1: now it tends to be more like thrifty. Yeah. It's and it's like thrifty. different stands, like people come yeah. and sell different things. Was it always like that?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah or yeah.
1: did it used to be a little bit like different quality? Or has no, it always been a thrift? It's shop?
0: always been a thrifty, kind of slightly dodgy clothing. 10 sales people.
1: Something I've noticed about Manchester is that it ha- seems to have like a, um, a punk scene that like when you go there, there, there seems to be like a lot of punk influence in fashion and yeah. in music. Can you speak to that? Yeah,
0: I, I think it's because it was, grew up as a hard working class town and I think the punk sensibility still thrives there because of it and you kind of hear it in the music like Oasis. And their kind of scrabbly way of singing in your face, fuck offness to it all.
1: Do you have um like a favorite a favorite story of something you've heard about Manchester? What do you think like makes a Mancunian person a Mancunian?
0: Oh my god, there are so many. Make it um, good.
1: Don't just like like think well, about it. Get I remember it one thought.
0: story, and I, I, this kind of to me describes the. The Manchester mentality, very working class. I got on a bus. Right in front of me were sat two skinheads, and they were talking about a documentary. And one of them says, hey, did you see that documentary on Goostrey last night? And then the other guy says, no. It was shite. <laughs> and I just thought, oh I have my no God. idea what you just said. Oh, What's my Goosery? God. Goostrey is a town just outside Manchester. And it was, I thought, oh, they took, they're discussing a documentary. But the outcome of it being shite was so Mancunian. Um, that's the other thing we called we are called Mancunians, by the way. And I don't know where that comes from. But no, there's a there's a a funny mentality to the both Manchester and Liverpool, which is very close by. A lot of globally known comedians have come out of Manchester and Liverpool, and I think again it's because of the the harsh nature of the surroundings. I mean, let's face it, when was the last time you saw a fantastic comedian come out of Lake Forest? Never. Crickets. Crickets.
1: I'm going to just... Uh, so. so, when I was in England, this is something that I love about Manchester. I'm going to make this a little bit more interesting than my father has. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Uncle Dave. Someone told me about a poem that was read about Manchester... After the more recent bombings.
0: Oh, yeah. The Ariana Grande concert.
1: Yes. Yeah. But this is this is not about the Ariana Grande concert. Yeah. This is just a poem by Tom Walsh. Yeah. Called This is the Place. And there's a whole poem about why Manchester is the way Ooh, it I is. I like it. And I'm not going to read all of it, obviously, no. because we're not like a poetry. Um, you could
0: be. a
1: poetry podcast but let me find a good a good line manchester this is the place in the northwest of england it's ace it's the best and the songs that we sing from the sands from our bands set the whole planet shaking our inventions are legends there's now we can't make and so we make brilliant music we make brilliant bands we make goals that make souls leap from seeps in the stands and we make things from steel and we make things from cotton and we make people laugh take the mix summit rotten and it keeps going forever That's there's good. so many good things about manchester so it's just one of those places that has a lot of character
0: it does but you know what i would say the number one thing i get asked is if i say oh i'm from manchester people say are oh, you red or you blue and kind of like the cubs and the white socks you're either Man United or Man City. Yeah. Because uh, the soccer teams define the city in many ways, especially as it's like the, the number one sport in the world. Absolutely. In the world. So I'm a Man United fan, out and out.
1: So is there anything you can do for today's date about Manchester?
0: Oh, my God. Any good
1: Manchester dating stories?
0: Oh, God, so many. I dated young, young Phil Gator. I think my first date was with a girl in a park when I was about 12.
1: What did you do?
0: And she was called, oh God, what was she called? God, I can't really, can barely remember. We just sat on a park and I think we held hands.
1: Did you talk or yeah. did you just hold no, hands? I, no, no
0: we, just, we just held hands. I think. Did we you ask
1: to... her to meet you there?
0: I actually think she asked me.
1: She just said, Phil, yeah. will you meet me in the park?
0: Yeah, she did.
1: And you sat on a bench? We
0: sat on a bench and talked for, I can't remember, an hour or two. And I think maybe we kissed. I can't remember. And wow, then, Dad. Yeah.
1: Did your brothers go with you or you no, went alone?
0: No, I went alone. And then, yeah, dating was, was like tricky because I had no money. And I had, you know, you just kind of, just went and kind of stood on corners and I had a bag of chips. No, prostituted, no. Sorry, Um, sex worked? Sex worked, yeah. So no, um, dating was was very simple back then. No cell phones, none of that crap. So yeah.
1: I mean, that's just anyone. That's not just Manchester.
0: I did recently get a reach out from a girl I dated when I was in my teens for a couple of years, actually. From uh,
1: Manchester? From
0: Manchester. And she now unbelievably lives in Turkey and has lived there for 35 years. And he's married to a Turkish guy. And she found me on Facebook and reached out and said, Are you the Philip Gator I used to know from Burnage? Except it was written in Facebook. So I said, yes. So it turned out that... Did you yes, really it say her. it in
1: that high of a voice? Yes.
0: Well, the the typing said it in a high, high yes, voice. Yes, this is me, so Phil Gator, she, yeah, the runner
1: from Burnage. The runner from Burnage.
0: So we had a good old chat caught up because I... Remember, she had four brothers who were a lot older than us, so we asked about them. She asked about my family, and she reminisced about, you know, what it was like to be dating in Manchester when we were both about 16.
1: Wow, what a good today's date. What a good
0: today's date. So she was, like, uh, telling me about life in Turkey.
1: Very cool. Yeah,
0: which is very weird, and we also laughed at the fact that we'd gone so far from Bernage, miles away, in fact, so... So, yeah, that was an interesting recent story, which is a throwback to dating in Manchester. Cool. We used to do, when I got older and I was at college, pub life was like it. I mean, there used to be a series of pubs that you'd go on and you'd meet your mates and you'd go to a pub and then you'd try and you'd chat up lines. Like, uh, I can't even think of any at the moment, but you'd try chat up lines and you'd drink your pints. And remember, this is at age 18 as well. You could drink, and actually that meant that you could get into a pub at 16, so I started going to a pub at 16. I don't know how I managed it, because I looked like a child.
1: Mom said she went into pubs when she was, and she looked really like a child. Yeah,
0: when we were first dating, we were really really young, and we were scrawny, because we're runners as well, so yeah, so pub life used to be really good, and I remember... You'd go out to the pub for a, and have a few beers, a few pints, and then you'd go to an either an Indian or a fish and chip shop. You'd have fish and chips with curry sauce over it and mushy peas.
1: Mmm, very good.
0: Yeah. So, what What? what local Oh, I thought you we were ending it. Sorry, yeah. So, yeah, that was a, a shorter version for today. But we well, I think we dis-
1: should keep doing these shorter versions no. for right now because of quarantine.
0: Yeah, but... I hope everybody is doing well.
1: Keep safe. Send us money if you have it. You can send me a Venmo, Megan Gator Venmo. Or you can email me at megangator at gmail.com.
0: Or me, Phil, uh, Phil G. Brandstorm at gmail.com.
1: All Goodbye. Right. Bye.
0: Alexa, why are pies famous in England?
1: This might answer your question. A pie is a baked dish which is usually made of a pastry dough casing that contains a filling of various sweet or savory ingredients. Sweet pies may be filled with fruit, nuts, brown sugar or sweetened vegetables. Savory pies may be filled with meat, eggs and cheese or a mixture of meat and vegetables. Pies are defined by their crusts.
0: Wow way too much information